This episode of Hashtag That's My Best Friend is brought to you by the makers of Intrepid Genius. Intrepid Genius is a men's shirt and goods company that caters to the most stylish and distinguished men. To pick up some styles, go to www.intrepidgenius.com or to check us out on Instagram, go to at Intrepid Genius. Now let's get into this week's show. Yeah. <laughs> it's senior, bitch. Yeah. Welcome. Let me do my thing, let me talk my shit, let me do my dance, let me talk my shit. What's up? Yeah. Uh I be doing my own thing. I be doing my own thing. Can't see you cause I got tunnel vision. Young nigga just tryna own things Low school me from young Shit I was shown things Yo, welcome to another exciting episode of Hashtag That's My Best Friend As always, it's your boy NML, aka Lambo Back at it again And alongside me today is a one good man Normally it's uh, multiple, but we got one Um, So it's my boy um, Logan Matthews I'll let him introduce himself in just a few uh, moments, but first and foremost, as always, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you guys definitely tuned in and came out to support uh, last episode. Um, that episode was entitled No New Friends. Um, again, special shout out to my boy Jay, um, and my, boy, my boy Ian, you guys definitely came through. Um, we got great, great feedback on um, the conversation and um, got a few laughs, you know, this whole uh, do me topic you know got a couple of things going on with that but i i digress um this week's episode is called proud papa and again my guest of honor is someone that i've known for um i'll say probably 20 plus years again he's logan matthews i'll go ahead and let him introduce himself yeah so uh my real name isn't logan matthews but that's what i'm going by uh today um it's my alias from way back or whatever but um you know, uh, I just, I just, I just have this thing about you know social media and online presence. You know, I, I've uh, I've been in a corporate, uh, been at a corporation for about twelve years, and I'm it's cutthroat. And you know, what I'm saying I'm hoping to get my uh, top secret clearance here and there, or whatnot. So I'm just trying to keep my online profile as low key as possible because you know when they when they do your uh, in depth background checks, you know, what I'm saying they do go deep, they dig deep. You know, what I'm saying so uh, that that's what it is. And you know, what I'm saying at my at my job. It's cutthroat. We just went through a round of layoffs. So, you know what I'm saying? Being a minority and experiencing some of the stuff I've experienced inside okay. a corporation, you know what I'm saying? I know that uh, they will use your words against you as much as they can. So, you know, I, I wish I was a complete entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying? Uh, selling bean pies on the corner, whatever, making 150000 a year selling bean pies on the corner, not having to answer to the man, but that just ain't the way it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I totally get it, man. Like, I, I definitely respect you. And again, I appreciate you for coming out. I mean, it, it is cutthroat. Like, I can tell you stories. Like, the whole reason why, one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, one of the reasons why I have all my hustles going on is because I was a victim of that that corporate situation. You know what I mean? So, I, I totally get it, man. So, Are you going to name the corporation? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, I, I named them probably back like my... F- no, I don't think I never named I, them. I know, I know the story. I know you the know story. the story. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I was younger and dumber. I'm much more wiser. So that's why I respect it, you know? Um, and again, like, his kind of funny. Like, he's using uh, his alias from back in the day. Um, my... Uh, what, what was my... Slip... Slippy smooth. <laughs> yeah, my Slip alias back down. in the day was a Slippy Smooth. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we, we could talk about that literally forever because we got stories for days but you know i don't want to incriminate myself on camera you know statutes of uh, limitation is a uh, you know is real moving on <laughs> this uh week's episode again is uh called proud papa um and this game we're going to roll into real spill you know we're going to talk about some um pressing issues current events um and i did have um uh, kind of um, a segment that dealt with global warming because you know we just had earth day but due to um the nature of events that have occurred um this week i had to cancel it um so instead of talking about global warming like i'm gonna do a a psa recycle you know what i mean gluten be gluten free all that good stuff but um we can't talk about that we got to definitely talk about the miseducation of kanye west um i don't know what's going on with my guy right now like honestly like i i don't know like i'm i'm one of the biggest kanye west fans ever but i i can no longer support him um we woke up probably last week to him 
having a resurgence on Twitter. Um, you know, if people know his background, Kanye West, um, he's sort of like uh, my boy Logan. You know, he kind of shies away from social media. You know, I mean, if you think about kind of his um, his maturation and um, the public's eyes, you know, Kanye's kind of had like some snafus in the public. You know, I mean, we can talk about when he was on camera with uh, on the Katrina telephone was like he told us that George Bush doesn't like black people, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, he ran up on the stage when um, Taylor Swift uh, won the award. I mean, you know, Kanye just has, uh, he has trouble with the media. So, I mean, because of that, I think- It's his mind. Yeah, I think it's people just kinda, you know, they let him, they kinda like, yo, you need to chill off that. But he came back and we were excited because, you know, as soon as he came back, he said, I'm dropping an album. So that got us hype, you know, he started out, he produced an album for Nas. Kid Cudi, like all these people, like it's like you're like, man, this this music is gonna be crazy. You just getting excited, and then he just starts talking this dumb stuff. You know what I mean? Like literally just talking about how he supports Donald Trump and make America great again, and just he's canceled. Like I mean, like I get it, I get. It. I know that you don't really follow like hip hop per se, but I mean, I know you're very um um in touch with what's going on. Like I mean, what what, what do you, how do you feel about this? Like what do you what do you feel about what's going on? Well, everybody's uh, entitled to their own opinion, you know, free speech or whatnot. But, uh, uh, you know, Kanye is going to be Kanye. And like you like you prefaced earlier, you know, what I'm saying I kind of I kind of gave up on hip hop a while ago. So I haven't listened to uh, Kanye in a, in a while. But, uh, you know, I've seen the coverage. I've seen the uh, backlash just come up. And um, yeah, your boy wilding out, you know, what I'm saying um, we, we all know that four or five. I ain't going to say his name, but four or five has some agendas and some issues that severely affect black people and minorities. 45 supposedly stands for everything that previously Kanye has stood up for. You know, you could talk about, like, if you go back to his first CD, The College Dropout, you know, um, when he was talking about that song Spaceship, um, Jesus Walks, all of those songs, like, it was about, like, black empowerment, you know what I mean? Like, and then now you're like, I'm rocking with this dude. I'm like, what? And but how, how much of it is, is a publicity stunt? Though? And that's look, the, look, look how much publicity is behind the guy. And that's the thing. And that's what that's what I've been telling people. Like, it's actually a true story. Like, so when Kanye this week, when Kanye was tweeting all that crazy stuff on Twitter, like I have a very active uh, Twitter life. So I'm a little, I'll say I'm a little Twitter activist. So I, I said something to him. Like I said, I was like, man, pretty much all this is, this is a publicity stunt. Every time you come out with a new album, you do something for shock value, for clicks. Yeah. And this time it's not cool because you're doing it at the expense of your own people. Yeah. You know, you're on some, you know, I called them, I called them, I called them a word. You know what I mean? And uh -huh. like within 24 hours, I was, I was suspended. I've never been suspended from Twitter before. Like I was like, you called them the N word? No, I called them the C word. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I called, so. Violation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, like, I was like, I hit him with that word. And the thing is, like, what other people call him, I was way worse than what I called by, by calling him, mm -hmm. you know, um, the word that rhymes with Boone. You know what I mean? Like, like next thing you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, so that, that's yeah, the word. Okay. Not, the other, not the other C word, <laughs> okay. but, but I called him the other C word. Like, he literally, I woke up, I, was, I always, first thing I tweet in the morning is like, good morning, God bless. Mm -hmm. I pulled up my, my Twitter and it was like, uh, you've been suspended for Twitter for 12 hours for, um, mm -hmm. like, um, hate, hate, hate speech. <laughs> I was like, um, what? Yeah, I know that, you know, a lot of celebrities, they have tracking accounts, whatever, with Twitter and Facebook. Mm -hmm. It tracks their mentions. Yeah. And if your mentions start going down, your popularity starts going down, they panic and they're like, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Boom, I'm going to drop a, a mixtape for free. Yeah. Boom, I'm going to drop a sex tape that's going to leak out. And so I, I think this is another publicity stunt, you know, in part. But I mean, he could have done something else. This man could have walked down Michigan Avenue butt naked or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I just, again, this is why do something at the expense of your own people. You know, you're, us, black people, we, I, I don't want to but, but how is it at the expense of black people though? Because the country itself, we in, we're in this bubble. You know what I mean? Like, so... People get all their news directly from TV and the media. They don't do other research. So as soon as Kanye started um, tweeting this, the you know, 45 took that as an opportunity to co-sign. Right. Like he literally went on Twitter and was like, thank you, Kanye. Right. Kanye gets it. Kanye sees that under my administration, blacks, as he always says, he calls the blacks, yeah. have the lowest unemployment in history and then you have other conservatives and that far right supporting and applauding kanye like kanye gets it that's there's one of them that gets it so <laughs> so that that's the issue it's not the fact that he did it like he's a he's a dummy like i know that after this album drops he's probably gonna 
apologize. I'm like, oh, I got you. Right. But again, but you're you're again, you're fueling those people that don't get it. There's people that only look at Fox News and they're like, oh, yeah, Kanye, Kanye West, he 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 he's. He's he's the leader of the black people. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm gonna vote for him on the 2020 ticket. Yeah, yeah, like I don't like I don't rock with that. You know what I mean? That's the thing I don't I don't get. And the whole thing is like cause what happened is other people, other celebrities started chiming in, and I know they were kind of trying pride trying to protect him because you know they were cool. Like another rapper that I really messed with, like his wife. Uh, yeah, like his his wife, and that's a, and that's the thing. Like my girl always complains that. Kim, like Kim, has historically done stupid stuff. You know, like there was a time when. She was supporting like this this racist um, makeup blogger like this he was, I forgot Jeffrey or whatever whatever his name is but he's been on tape literally calling like black women the N word and ghetto and all that stuff like that and when she started supporting him everybody everybody jumped in her shit like and they were like you know like what are you doing and then she tried to say well that was in the past and you don't get that but then the people had to remind her like you have black kids right you have three black you have three black kids right so it's like why are you supporting it and then as always she had to backtrack and she had to apologize my thing is like you shouldn't have to apologize because you should have the cognizance to not do it in the, in the first place you know what i mean but people I people think, act on emotions you I know i think another one of your podcast topics could be how the kardashian family as a whole has taken advantage of the black race oh definitely you know even down to what what's the dude's name rob what definitely rob kardashian like i mean dude, and, look and they get to jump in and play for as long as they want, and they could jump out at any time right. and not be affiliated with affiliated with black. Exactly. Not, not. Yeah. That's definitely. Yo, we definitely want to touch touch on that on a later date because that's that's huge. Because again, and it's not just them. It's like I really feel that like America as a whole, yeah. like a lot of times, like they use black culture for their advantage. Like you know how hip hop has now surpassed like rock and roll is like mm-hmm. the most popular genre of music. So they embrace that, but then they don't want to embrace that negative side. Like as soon as they, as soon as the fire gets too hot, right. they're like, "Oh, I'm out. Right. Oh, I'm in. Oh, I'm out." When it's cool, it's cool. But okay, now nah, I can't bang with this. I can't bang with that. You know what I mean? And this is like, I, that's why I don't rock with it. I don't, I don't, I don't rock with it. Like when Chance again, one of my other f- favorite rappers, Chance, he, he tweeted this, and again in context, if he would have tweeted that in a different conversation, it would have been okay. But he tweeted, he was like, "You know, you don't have to be a Democrat just because you're black." Right. Like he said that, and then everybody went and hit shit because they were like, literally, hey, that's not what we're talking about here. We're not, we're not, we're not mad at Kanye because he is talking about the difference between being Democratic and Republican. We're talking about the fact that you know he's he's throwing support and he's fueling hate speech from that party. You know, people like literally, and people like there's pictures like there's pictures of Kanye literally with with Trump wearing that red hat. That's all like all like all it's like, come on man. Like come on bro. Like okay. like that's what I'm saying. Like can't do better Kanye. Like you you need to educate yourself. Like he was like literally people that were texting him trying to like Kanye like it's not about this it's about this and he would just ramble it's about love you got to love everybody it's yeah we have to love everybody we know that thank you Kanye but it's not about that it's about you have black children you are a black man that grew up in Chicago like, he, he also tweeted that and I mean let's uh, on Obama yeah let's touch on this Let, let's touch on this because I had a, a great conversation about this on Friday um he said that Obama has did nothing for Chicago for the eight years when he was there right well, now let me ask you a question Kanye like I'm looking at you in the camera right now was President Obama the president of Chicago? Right. Or was he the president of the United States? Right. Right? The whole thing is... And, and did he not have an entire party across the aisle trying everything in their power to get rid of him? Exactly. I mean, he's the president of the United States of America. His job is to bring both aisles together exactly. and get, get, get legislation passed. But if, if, if Obama and the Democrats said anything about gun control, half the most of, all of the Republicans and half the nation was like... Done. Yeah, he's done. Done. And that's the thing, man. A lot of my people, like a lot of my closest friends, they have that same talk. They're like, oh man, Obama didn't really do do nothing for us. And my thing is like, what did you expect him to do? Like I really what did you expect? Did you expect Obama to like really to just come in office with this whip and just right. be like, yo, all the white people out, black people in. Right. Like did you really did you really expect that? But I mean when Obama got in, John Boehner, the uh, speaker of the house at that time, I think uh he was like, our number one priority is to get Obama out. Right. I'm like, how's that your number one priority? Your number one priority should be the American people. Exactly. Their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, not getting the, the black guy out of office. Like, how can you honestly say that he didn't do anything for um, the country? He did so many things. And it's just like, it, it pisses me off. Cause I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, again, if you really want to brave, if you want to keep it a buck, like, if you really want to keep it a buck, the president 
is does, has no control over what goes over in, in your in your city for the most part yeah. or your state. When you, if you want to make a difference in that, then you have to go down. You have to start drilling down to your senators. You have to drill down to your county officials, your right. mayors, exactly. all of that people. Exactly. Those, are, those are the people. Like if you want to, if, and, if, and, and look how much influence Kanye has in Chicago. What, what's he doing? I haven't heard nothing. He's done, he's done nothing. You know what I'm saying? He's done nothing. He's in the sunken place in Calabasas <laughs> with the with the Kardashians. So Kanye, what have you done for Chicago? That's what I want to know. What have, what have you done for Chicago? Even Chance, Chance has done stuff for Chicago. Yeah. Common has done stuff for Chicago. You got many people. Obama's still steadily doing stuff for Chicago. And you, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, just, just stop saying stuff just to say it for clicks. You know what I mean? Like, you look stupid. Because if you have to go back and you have to apologize, you lose credibility. That's why I can't rock with you. Like, everyone's like, I'm like, my shoes, for example. Like, I'm big on wearing, like, Yeezys and, the, like, all types of stuff like that. I'm not going to rock my Yeezys oh, no man. more. Bur- burn your Yeezys. I'm not, I'm not going to burn don't, them. Don't, don't, don't. Stop burn rocking them. Burn them joints, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can burn them. But I'm not going to rock them no more. Because it's just like, yo, I don't want to be associated with that. Because, again, like I said, I don't want to I don't want to put money in your pocket if that's what you're going to do with the money that you're receiving. Because, again, the black people, the black community is what's putting money in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like, they support you. They've been rock with you. A black man puts you on. You know what I mean? Like, so how can you honestly say that you stand by this man that has done nothing for the, has done nothing for the black community, won't do anything for the black community ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it ticks me off. But again, the thing that I do like about it, it just, it keeps this conversation going about our social climate. Because again, like, people are in the dark about this. And that's the thing that really just boggles my mind because there's people that really think like Kanye. Yeah. There's a lot of people, like one of my other best friends really has a Kanye complex about things. And like, like everything is, you know, it's all like Obama didn't do this. Like he was like, Obama was like the, he was for the, he said he was for the um, LGBTs. He was for everything. He like, literally he was like, he did everything for everyone else except black people. And I said, I said, so, so you tell me when he was pardoning, pardoning all those people that are in jail, that wasn't doing something for the black community when he was implementing all these changes to um, lower the restrictions on like marijuana convictions and things like that, that he, he wasn't doing things for the black community. One of the biggest things he did, and this wasn't, directly pointed at the black community, but it was pointed at uh, the poor and the sick. Obamacare helped out, not just black people, it helped out a ton of people, but it helped out black people a ton. Exactly, and I said that to him, and he was like, well, you know, that's what I'm saying, but you can you say the whole Affordable Health Care Act, that helped everyone. What did he do specifically? I was like, what did you want? Like, that's what I'm saying, it goes back, did you want, did, did you really want, what did you want? Like, what could you, what, what as, a, as, a black, as a black man in America, what, what could I have asked uh, not Kanye, excuse me, asked President Obama to do for me specifically to make me feel like he did. I feel that he did it. I feel that he... Short of, but, yeah, short of 40 acres and mule. Yeah. That's you, another topic for another podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that he did it. Like, again, he gave my children, he gave your children a positive image yeah. to to aspire to be. You had a, you had a black, a beautiful black family and the over office. Some of it looked just like us. You, when his wife, Michelle, she wasn't light skinned and again, no, no, no shade to the I love y'all too. My, my, my girl is a red bone. You know what I mean? Like, but you had a brown skinned, beautiful, one powerful woman, outspoken woman who did so much for she was like to me, like if you look at her, how she rocked during this pregnancy in the in the future, historians are going to probably compare her to like a, a Jackie Kennedy or even like an Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she she was very progressive and she was very involved. But, but look, as soon as Trump got in there, they rolled her her uh, exactly. initiatives back so much. Oh my exactly. God. They they told her they want to literally destroy the legacy of that our former presidency. And yeah. for what? Like it's not you're not doing anything. Like we have it's a like Alexander Great coming through Egypt and blowing noses off all, all the statues. Yeah. They were too too Nubian. It's and ridiculous. Just want to erase history. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But I mean, we could literally talk for days about this because I mean, it's just it's sad. Like, I mean, when you like again, Kanye, like you like I shouldn't have to turn on the news and hear Trump thanking you. You know what I mean? I shouldn't hear his son thanking you. I shouldn't have to hear all these um, far right people just thanking you for being the, the token black. You know what I mean? You don't speak for me. You don't speak for me. And that's why you need to do your facts before you tweet for tweet for black America. Like you need to do your facts. So get educated. So that's why that was the miseducation of Kanye. Um, before we move on, I do want to touch on some other things which you said, like in your intro um, about being a um, independent, because um, that's something that has struck a nerve for me um, lately. Um, I have always considered myself to be a Democrat, but anyone who knows me is that I have, um, I'm definitely a hybrid. I, I would say I'm definitely more um, free thinking than um, conservative, um, but I do have some conservative um, views. Um, so if, if now, like if again, if I was 18, 
again, I probably would consider myself to be an independent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel that the Republican Party is doing anything. I definitely don't feel that the, I don't feel any of the parties is doing anything that is representing what we need, what I need as a, an American, what we need to progress and be better. Um, so um, as we start rolling into these elections, I, I, I don't know which way I'm going to vote. I know we need to get this other dude the hell up out of there. <laughs> but I just, just like, what what kind of made you, because I mean, I know you, you have, and I, maybe it's your, your background growing up, you grew up in a more conservative environment, but like, what kind of made, what kind of led you to, to be on that stance? I've always been known to march to the beat of my own drum, you know what I'm saying? And growing up, you know, when I first started voting or whatever, I used to vote blindly Democrat, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just down the line, Democrat, 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 you know what I'm saying? I still vote for, uh, if I don't know you, if I don't know the candidates, I'll vote for whoever has a, a black sounding name. You know what I'm saying? I still do that. <laughs> but, um, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the Democratic Party has a lot of issues and the Republican Party has a lot of issues. I can't align myself and give allegiance to one or the other. That's why I put myself into uh, the independent class. I grew up in a Christian home and I think Christianity by nature is a conservative I'm trying to speak carefully here. <laughs> so I think about my words, hence the mask and the, uh, the image. You know what I'm saying? Because we could get into what the Bible has to say about you know, LGBTQWI or not and um, abortion and whatnot. So Christianity has a lot of liberal views and a lot of conservative views. And you combine those, and I think meets in the middle. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I am. I'm in the middle. I'm independent. You know, nobody's going to tell me how to vote. I mean, who I should vote for down the lines. I do my own research down to my local candidates. You know, I'm in contact with my local uh, county rep and my, my state senator. I've got their emails. I encourage everybody to do their own research, you know, research the Democratic Party, what they stand for, research the Republican Party, see what they stand for, and then just do that all the way down the line, all the way down to your, your local officials, you know what I'm saying, and make a stance. Yeah, I mean, like so I said, why, why, why are you a Democrat? Why were you a, a bleeding heart down I, the line? Democrat? I think why I was still. I think I was a, a down the line, just in the middle, just like you said, it was just like um, the household I grew up in. Um, my, my household was just very straightforward. We only rock with Democrats. If they black, that's even better, you know what I mean? And really, just as I grew up, as I again got into the real world, I realized that I, that was like a, not the smartest way to view things, because I mean, that's exactly what happened with this election, you know what I mean? Like if you really think about it, you had pretty much our country really was like, look, we don't like the fact that you guys put this black man in office, right? So regardless of who we have to pick from, it's not gonna be him. You know, it's not gonna be anyone that is affiliated with him. And I mean, I think that's what unfortunately happened to Hillary among other things, that people were gonna do whatever they needed to do to literally remove this trace of President Obama. And I'm always going to call him President Obama. Like, I, I'm never going to, like, I feel that in his presidency, they disrespected him by, by not calling him that. Right. And they, they still, Obama. yeah, they still refer to, like, when President Bush, when his wife just passed away, they refer to him as President Bush. Right. So if you always, like, anytime you hear me, I'm always going to say President Obama. Um, but this, this cat in office now, he doesn't get my respect. But again, it's just, um, yeah, I just, I just, that's how I grew I, up. I'll be honest, I'll come out and I'll say it. I used to, I didn't, I didn't vote for Trump, I can tell you that right now. But once he got elected, in the early stages of Trump, I was like, let's all come together, let's give him a chance, let's progress. Because, you know, I, I'd like to see less taxes, I'd like to see my salary go up, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to see this country blossom even more, continue right. to blossom, not blossom even more, but continue to blossom, because Obama had us on, on the right track. Right, exactly. You know but then he was already going way down in my book, but the, the, the huge point was when he, uh, he said there were good men on both sides of the fight. Oh, in Charlottesville, Charlottesville. Yeah. man. We should have been in Charlottesville, man. If yeah. I if I knew, I had no idea what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of knew by the news, but if anything like that ever pops up again, we rolling down there, yeah, man. Hit my phone. We, we like, rolling anywhere. Hit, hit my phone like that. I, I probably would have gotten in trouble because. But I mean, let let them try <laughs> something in, in Richmond. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Down what's what's that? Confe the Confederate statue, Monument, Monument Ave. Ave. Yeah. I'm there, man. Oh, yeah. Let me know. It's a wrap. I digress, man. But speaking about speaking about kids, man, have you um, you know, I saw Avengers on Thursday. I, I know little man got to be hype. Have you have you taken them yet to see Avengers? No, nah, I haven't taken them planning to, but uh, just don't just don't spoil it for me. All right, I'm no no spoilers. Avengers is definitely a good movie. You got to go see it. Um, I still think 
Black Panther is a way better film. Um, we'll have our film critique uh, probably in a couple future podcasts on why I said that. Um, so I won't spoil it for you. I will say Thanos is the goat though. Like he's the most savage, sa- most savage dude in the universe. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever on that note. But um, let's get into um the the meat and potatoes of our episode. Again, I wanted to bring again bring to the table uh, again a very very good friend of mine, someone who I respect. Um, and admire you know he's one of one of my first friends who actually had a kid you know what i mean and he he did it the right way you know what i mean and we're not gonna debate what the right way or wrong way is but you know what i can say is that his kid has turned out amazing um great great example of what a a strong role model should be and i want to really specifically like i'll thank you for that you know thank you for that um you know because in this time and age it's kind of hard for the black father, you know what I mean? Like there's so many stereotypes of what black fatherhood is like. I'm, um, it was this situation on social media that um, someone had made a comment about someone's father. It was a, it was a black person, and a white person. And then the white person literally responded. It was like, at least I know what, what it is to have a father. You know what I mean? And that kind of struck a chord because he, did, he didn't know him, but he just made the, the assumption that because you know he's black, but he had no clue mm. who his father is and what he's about. So again, I want to commend you and say thank you for being a great, powerful role model for your child and just for me. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't have kids yet, but I, again, I aspire to have kids. But I just wanted to kind of talk to you about that, like you know, being a black father, like how that has been for you, like what type of things you've gone through, and just like what have you seen and kind of your take on it. First off, I want to thank you for being a <laughs> great uncle and providing my boy with two pair of Jordans every month. You know what I'm saying? He's a six and a half. Wow. I've, been sl- I've been slacking, y'all. I've been slacking. <laughs> but it's just like I wanted to, I wanted to, because like I, I, I kind of got off the Jordan tip. Like I mess with Adidas now, so we'll have that. We'll have another time conversation about Adidas that. Adidas should be cheaper, right? Adidas are cheaper, but you know they're a little bit more colorful. You know, I sent you a, I sent you a couple examples, and you, you shut them down instantly. So they, they was pink. They was all pink. Pink is the new brown. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fatherhood. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess to to be straightforward, I gotta give shout outs to the Heavenly Father, you know, number one, then especially my, my late grandfather and my father, of course, you know, um, just there for me 100% and just taught me, you know, what a man is supposed to look like, what he's supposed to act like, what he's supposed to do. So I've, I've taken that and I've tried, tried my hardest to uh, instill that on my own son. I got a nine year old and, um, Every day, you know, I look at him, it's a total, total blessing. And, you know, I can have a bad day at the office. I come home and he's sitting there, you know what I'm saying, at, at the table. And I just, it just warms my heart, you know what I'm saying? It makes all the bad stuff just totally disappear, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's it, it's tough at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to chuck him out sometimes because <laughs> he's growing up. But um, he doesn't look nine. He looks, he's big for his age. You know, he's tall, kid in his class. And, um, Sometimes I have to take a step back and realize he's still nine years old. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Looks like he's like 11, oh, wow. 12, you know what I'm saying? And my wife will have to remind me sometimes, yo, he's still nine. And this has on going on for years, probably since he was seven, where she was like, yo, he's, he's still seven. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but it's scary because I've been through a lot as a black man living in the uh, D.C. area and whatnot and then uh, residing in P.G. County and hanging out in P.G., hanging out in D.C. and just... You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's the world is not the carefree place that it should be, no, especially it's not. for black men. And what I've been through in my 30 plus years of life, I, I can't imagine what he'll have to go through. You know what I'm saying? In regards to police brutality, in terms of corporate racism or uh, just plain old racism. Uh, you know, when Obama got elected, there's so many magazines that said, is racism over? Is this, Racism is, is done. It's over. We elected a black president. But it seems like, you know what I'm saying, people come out of the woodworks ever since then, and even yeah. more now. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just harder and harder. And the institutional racism and the corporate racism, it's, I experience it almost every day. It's almost every day I experience something in the office where I'm just shaking my head, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I definitely agree. I, I want to, I've always said that, uh, of course, I'm not 25 at this point. I, I look like I'm 25, but. Unfortunately, I'm not 25. Yeah. I, you, you wearing makeup, man? You look good. You got nah, some man. soul glow? Nah, man. It's just it's that melanin. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I definitely advocate, like, to have kids 
as young as you can, as long as you are able to, again, like we talked about this earlier, to actually deal with the responsibility of having a kid. Because I mean, with, with, with kids, with great power comes great responsibility. So you gotta be able to take care of them. Like literally, it's not just you. And I think a lot of people, they don't think about it. Like I think people, once they have kids, it's for selfish reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, oh, I gotta have a kid. But then you don't think about, oh, now that I have this kid, what well, I have to make sure this kid is good. Yeah. And I have to literally make sure this kid becomes a functional person in society and things like that. So it's right. it's a lot of things to it. But again, it's tough, man. My, my son, he's a saint, man. Mm-hmm. Absolute saint. He's almost scared to do wrong. And sometimes I find myself encouraging him just to dab a little bit into, you know, watch this movie. Here, come here, watch this video. Like, does it have cursing in it? I'm like, maybe a little bit. But I don't want to watch it. I'm like, you'll be okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll go. Uh, Go to a park or something. It's like, are we supposed to be back here? Or are we trespassing? Said, don't worry about it. He's like, no, 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 we're trespassing. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. So he's a, he's a saint. Um, but I, I just hope he stays that way. You know what I'm saying? I think we both know we went to school with a lot of dudes who may have been uh, saints early on in life mm-hmm. and protected and whatnot, and they turn out to be the go hard types. You know what I'm saying? Incarnate. Right. <laughs> Future does it a lot. Right. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I hope I hope and pray that that doesn't happen. Um, but you know, my wife is is a great wife, and um, just keeping God first, you know, what I'm saying, is um, the way to go. And I've I've witnessed some crazy nonsense with uh, people and their kids, mm-hmm. and I wholly believe that you should need a license to give birth to a kid. Some people just ain't ready, you know. What I'm saying? I agree. But that ain't ever going to happen in a democratic society. Right. Only way it's going to happen is if you have a communist dictatorship, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's where you must get a license to have a kid. And if you have a kid unlicensed, you're going to the gulag and we're taking your kid away. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is the gulag? What is that? It's a, it's a prison, Russian prison. Okay. Well, like you don't speak Russian? You're going to be speaking Russian. <laughs> yeah, I know. With, with this administration, yeah, it probably will. You probably will be speaking Russian soon. Um, but yeah, man, I, I agree. I think that um, kids, I mean, they're, they're precious. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that we, we're going to talk about today. Um, but yeah, some people don't deserve to have kids. Like, and I saw a lady the other day, man, hot boxing, cigarettes, a bunch of kids in the back, back of the ass. car. I'm like, come on. Man. Like it was, it was crazy. Yeah, I've seen that too. That like nothing makes, like I see that, and I, or I hate when somebody be talking crazy to their kids. Yeah. Like I was um at like the store. I forgot what grocery store, and like this lady like literally cursing her kid out. Yeah. Like the kid couldn't be more than like two or three, yeah. and like she's like cursing at him like a grown man. Yeah. And then. What do you think? What do you think that kid? What do you think that kid's gonna do? You right. know what I mean, what I, do you think, I think this kid's gonna do at school the next day. Exactly. Remember, I said in the group chat, I said that video of that uh, yeah. that toddler wilding out. Right. Like she was wild. Like this this little joint was turning over tables and curse, not cursing, but screaming and yelling and stuff, breaking right. stuff up. And my and the first thing I said after that is like she's seen that behavior before. Yeah. That's not something a toddler just doesn't come out the womb tripping like that. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like they're like kids are like sponges. She, she witnessed that from a parent or yeah. parents who. Should have had a license. Exactly. They, had her, yeah. they, they didn't deserve that kid. You know, like baby steps. Like me and my girl, we starting off with a, a, a dog. You know, just like we, we starting off slow. And right now, uh, Prime is winning. But <laughs> he's, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are definitely doing right. I mean, like your wife is a very positive um, force um, by herself. You know, um, both you guys are very strong and just involved in um, his life. And I think that's key. Um, and I think that is an example of a positive example. Um, but what you see is, a lot of times is that mainstream media, they depict like black families as something totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, I grew up, I'll keep it a buck. You know what I mean? Like I, I, my, my father was not in my life. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was there. Um, he was there, I would say functionally um, until I was in the, third grade so I was probably like eight or nine um then he was gone but I always had a strong positive black male in my life you know my grandfather um held me down like he's still alive thank the lord but he's been he 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 slid into that that father role mm-hmm. you know what I mean and kind of again it was some of the, some of the ways I grew up were unorthodox because he's very uh he's a very unorthodox person but I mean I still had that positive um, example, like I was telling someone on Friday, my grandfather had uh, like a third grade education, mm. but he did well for himself. You know, he moved um, here from Virginia 
And, you know, he became self-taught with being an electrician, a handyman. He ended up being an engineer for a major corporation for years off the strength of just having a third grade education. And don't get it, don't get it wrong. Like, you, I'm, not, uh, I'm a proponent for education to a, an extent. That's a whole nother show, too. But, I mean, he had to do what he, he had to do what he had to do to get where he was. So he showed me that work ethic. You know what I mean? The same thing like my godfather, my mother, my mother couldn't have picked a better godfather for me. You know what I mean? Shout out to Alan if you're looking at this. I appreciate you, man. Like even you, you, you always hold me or down. You know what I mean? So, so I always had that. But the media, they try to make it seem like the black man is like literally non-existent mm. in in our children's lives. And it's sad to say that. It's true to an extent, but it's not because it is something that we want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and again, it's changed over time. Like, you know, the whole thing is like with, like when Reagan was in president, it wasn't, when Reagan was a president, the whole thing about these um, drug convictions and things like that, how it was kind of like just, they proliferated the black community with these things to kind of rip our families apart. Right. So it was something that was creative that divided our family, yeah. but, as a black man, did someone just say, you know, I don't want to be in my kid's life? No, you know what I mean? It's not it's not the case. Um, so again, there are positive black um, examples of family. It's not just the fathers, but the mothers and, and working as a cohesive unit. So, I mean, I think that's to your son's benefit. That's the, the blessing that he has been bestowed. He has two wonderful people in his life that is making him into a saint. You know, I, I, I know both of y'all personally. Um, you know, like I said, you were a stellar individual, you know, growing up. So and far from it, man. And, far um, from it. And his mom was a, she was she was a good people, too. But it's like, you know, just like you said, we grew up with people that were, you said, like like saints. But then, you know, they they took a walk on the wild side. You know what I mean? So is that like, do you fear that with and, I mean, let me let me stop you right there, because I keep on calling me stellar. Uh, <laughs> I, I experienced some wild side episodes growing up, you know what I'm saying? You, you and me both, we, we've got stories for days. But um, I think, you know, no matter how far on the wild side I got, the, the stuff my parents and my father taught me and instilled in me was still there. So, you know, I, I never completely went down the wrong path. Right. You know what I'm saying? The right path was always in sight. And thankfully, thank the, thank the Lord, thank the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying? They spoke to me. And I was able to get back on the right path eventually, you know what I'm saying? So I, I know some people get on that path and they're just, you know what I'm saying? They may, their, their fathers might not have been there for them or they might not have a, a father figure in their lives. And there's really nobody to call them back to the right path to give them encouragement, you know what I'm saying, from time to time when they when they most need it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, growing up with you, I mean, your dad was in your life and I mean, he worked hard, you know what I mean? Like his dad worked very hard, but he still made it a point to be active and participate in your life. You know what I mean? So that's why like when I when as growing up, as I became mature, even like I said, even though I didn't grow up with uh, a dad, like when I was seeing on TV about how like the black community, like the, the they don't have fathers and things like that, it kind of, I don't say it was off-putting, but it didn't make sense to me because I didn't, mm. I didn't, that wasn't my experience. Mm. You know what I mean? That wasn't for the majority of the people that I associated with myself, that wasn't their experience. You know, even if like, for example, they came from a single family home, there was somebody and there was somebody. And I think that's the thing that I try to do. Like, for example, my goddaughter and my goddaughter's dad is awesome too. You know, he's a black, black father too. He's awesome. He's he, like, he provides for, his, he provides for his family. But when he gave me that um, dubious task of being uh, Jaden's godfather, like I took that seriously, you know what I mean? Cause I, I try to be that positive force in her life. So, Cause again, you know, you, luckily you had a boy, you know what I'm saying? Like I, if you if you had, if you had, if you had, if you had a daughter, you'd probably be crazy. You'd probably be, yeah. you'd probably be psycho, you know what I mean? But again, I'd be, I'd be living on a deserted island. Yeah. Me, her, and the wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? No boys, never. But having like being, being a father, being a black father, you got daughters. Like I always want to be that example to her. As you know, this is what a uh, this is what a man should be. You know, like I take her on like God Daddy, uh, God Daddy um, dates. You know what I mean? We hang out, we chill. I talk to her about schoolwork, all that stuff. Cause it's just like I want her to know that this is what it, this is what it is to be a good man. You know what I mean? And I know you do the same for uh, your son, but it's just like it's just, it's just crazy because it just I just don't get why people think that it's such a anomaly to be black and to be a father and to actually be a active father because again i hear like even our own people like sometimes like it's so crazy like if you ever look at social media on 
like father i know you're not really active but on father's day it's crazy like people just go buck wild like literally like my mom is my my mom is my father too and it's like this big but like like maybe i'm just being naive is it really that bad because i've like i said like i like i was i just didn't have that experience of like not having someone Mm. and play you know what i mean shout out to your grandfather and your uh and your godfather as well but again it it, it's the it's the media and it's the stereotype that influenced this as well because it's media and stereotypes that tell you that you can have 20 kids 20 different baby mamas and it's all right Mm -hmm. you really don't got to be involved in their lives do you you know it's all it's all a do you society and i don't i don't understand how somebody can sire a kid and then you know saying not be actively involved you know what I'm saying or just totally disown them you know a replication of yourself and you totally distance yourself from it and then why do you attribute it to color because i mean like i know there's probably plenty of white fathers or other ethnicities fathers that you know they get locked up to or something happens but they're not in their kids mm-hmm. kids life like again back to how we started this whole conversation about how that that white college kid had the audacity to just say oh well at least i know who my father was mm-hmm. Like how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, like I say, even yeah. even even if someone said that to me, like keep it a buck, I'm going I'm going ham on them. Like I'm gonna find you on site and just rock you. You know what I mean? It's just because it's like you don't you don't know my life. You don't know you don't know what it is. Like again, just like I just like I didn't have a two parent household. You don't know what it's like to even say that. Like how dare you? And I, I go back to it goes back to how you were raised. Who who gave you the thought process to feel that you were empowered enough to even even say that? You know what I mean? And it's just like that's one thing I'm gonna make sure. I do is I'm going to continue regardless if I have a kid this year, knocking wood, I hope it's not 10 years because then I'll be an old geezer, but, or 10 years from now, but you know, I'm going to be that positive um, example. I am going to do better by your son. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, we always joke about this, like, and it's not, it's really, it's really, I mean, it's a whole lot of factors going on, but I can do better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm really probably the coolest out of all, all our friends. So. You know, a couple of years he be riding around with me. We, he's, he, I'm gonna be the cool uncle, trust me. But as long as you don't <laughs> take him out to the, down to the spot, hey. get, get him a hooker for his 13th birthday. Nah, maybe like 18. But <laughs> but not nah, like yeah. I was talking to somebody. I ain't gonna name him, but he was uh, complaining about his uh, his son. He's like, oh, I'm gonna take him down to the spot, get him a hooker. I'm like, dude, probably, probably don't want to do that. He's like, it'll make him a man. It'll toughen him up. <laughs> It's like a thousand things you can do. Don't take them down there. In 2019, the spot is definitely, they're not built like they was built back then. Right. We digress, though. But, yeah, like, I mean, just, it is it is what it is. Like, I just feel like I, like I, I, I want, I just want us to, like, anybody as a father, and especially a minority, whatever you but you don't have to be black, but just, you should be, like, pat yourself on the back knowing that if, if you're in that, in that kid's life, and just keep doing it and just be that be the positive be the positive force because again the media is going to try to portray us in a specific way like i like remember the first press episode when his dad came back to in his life and then his dad bounced mm. you know like that showed it right there like yeah his dad bounced and his dad was a piece of shit but uncle phil was still there right. you know what i'm saying and like will even said it like i have uncle phil you know uncle phil treat uncle phil taught me to be a man that's that's what it is you know like and shout out like to if there, if there are women again because I don't want to disrespect anyone but you know if there are women that are solely raising their their kids by themselves that's fine kudos to you too but I would I would tell you to try to find someone to be a role model a mentor that is a man again because again your kid will thank you later in life yeah. trust me you know what I mean it's not it's no shade to you definitely I, I, that's another thing when I was in church um, when I was younger. I was involved in that. Like my mom put me into like uh, I think it was um, it was called rites of passage, uh, boys boys training, and there was positive influences. So I mean, you can definitely find a positive, strong um, example of a man. And I mean, it's just we're gonna break the stereotype one way or the other, um, and we're gonna break it. We're gonna break it. And yeah, and thankfully a lot of these people were waking up, mm-hmm. getting woke to the situation. You know, what I'm saying not not believing in the stereotypes and the hype and seeing past. Mm-hmm. All that and 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 seeing the actual struggle we go through, for sure. I had a, uh, I think it was Freddie Gray, around the Freddie Gray riots, and this uh, this Caucasian woman works in the other department. I really didn't have, her, I, I never really talked with her like that. She came up to me in the hallway and she's like, "I just want to say I'm sorry for what's going on," <laughs> and I had no idea. And I was I was like dumbfounded. I just I was like, "Thank you," you know what I'm saying. But I I give her props for 
coming out saying she really didn't pay attention to the, the, the plight of the black man Facts. before. But now there's coming out on cell phone video and they're coming out on CNN and on the news and nationwide, worldwide news, she's waking up. So hopefully she's doing something about it. You know what I'm saying? That's the key. Like a lot of, because you can wake up, just wake up and do something about it. That's the key. Cause I, I, I deal with that a lot too. Like where I live um, now, um, it's a lot of, um, so it's still, it's still diverse, but you know, certain, certain places where I patronize, it's a lot of more white people than um, black people. I remember when, um, the presence and see that when um, 45 first got in office, I was walking through Wegmans with a t-shirt on that said, now my president, mm -hmm. um, I'll be saying this till 2020 right. or whatever. And like, literally I was like, the only black dude walking through the store. Like Barron just kept walking up to me like, yeah, man, I feel the same way. Mm. I feel the same way. This chick was like, you well, you know, I definitely agree with you. I'm half Creole. You know what I mean? It's like, like I get that, but my thing is like, okay, you can say you agree, but what are you doing about it? You know what I mean? Like, what are you, what, what are you doing about it? Like, if you break down the statistics, and we talked about politics, we can get off it, but white women came out and hard for it, for yeah. this dude. You know what I mean? And so these same white women, you approach me and you're saying this, but what did you do during the election? Right. You know what I mean? So I just urge you to, if you guys have a stance, just again, be about that life. Be be about the life. You know, don't talk about it. Be about it. You know what I mean? Like that's I, I can't I can't repeat that or echo that. I can do it a million times. But be about something. You know what I mean? Like my brand and Trevor Genius. We had a shirt back in the day that says "Stand for something or fall." Right. You know what I mean? So literally, I don't care what you believe in, but stand for it. Be about it, or you're gonna fold. You're gonna fall. You know what I'm saying? Like you see it, you see it constantly. Like the people that are just they're not about anything. They're folding. They're they're folding. So just be about something. Definitely. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, kudos to you. I'll make sure you're going to have a, a dope-ass Father's Day card this year. <laughs> and some Adidas kicks. You know, I mean, some Adidas kicks, some matching kicks for you and uh, you and little man. Yeah, but like I said, man, yeah, keep God first and keep God Absolutely. in the center of your relationship. And that's with your wife, with your kid, whatever. Because um, if God wasn't in my life, if I didn't open my heart and my door to God, because he's always there, he's always knocking. Absolutely. Then I don't know where I'd be. Absolutely. And that's the thing that really is, um, I'm how I operate, I definitely operate faith-based. Um, I am a living a living example of God turning the impossible possible. Like I joke, I joke, and it's not really a joke. Like I shouldn't be here. There's on the least three three separate opportunities that I should be gone. You know what I mean? And each, each of those times, God has something else planned. And so that's why I realized it was something bigger and better. And again, I'm, am I the most devout Bible thumping, like prayer warrior, jump Christian, like, no, I know that. And again, I may never be that, but I know what my purpose is. I know who I serve. You know what I mean? And again, as I do become a father myself, as I do continue to be an example of a man to your kid, my goddaughter, whoever, whoever's kid I come across, they will, they will see that, that I'm a man of faith too. Yeah. And I think it's something big, like no matter how, like you say, you hit the nail on the head a few minutes ago. Like you can stray all you want, but if you have that foundation, yeah. God has a way of bringing you back. Bring you back, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, you, you, you just said, you know what I'm saying, you might have experienced a couple of near-death experiences, but you and me both, we both right now could have been sitting in the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. we, we done done some stuff, you know what I'm saying, when we were younger, you know, full, full transparency, you know what I'm saying, where we could have easily had that record. 20 and, years. And, and caught, caught some charges, you know what I'm saying? but. But for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, to uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? We need to be helping out the community, helping buck down these stereotypes, being involved with the social justice uh, uh, campaigns and whatnot to give back to the community. Because we could have easily been on the other a side. statistic. Like, literally, we, we definitely could have been a statistic. And part of that part of that is because we were just in underserved and over-policed neighborhoods you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying that's that's a whole different subject for your podcast you know what i'm saying was catching charges for having some some weed stems in their car you know what i'm saying and, and, now, and that was legal now you can just drive all up and down the city like last week i went to go see my mother um and i was on minnesota avenue mm. last weekend was i guess 420 mm. in the whole city the whole city like yeah. i literally from from minnesota avenue i went up top to see my grandfather all I could do is smell tree, like everywhere I would go. And again, it's not us for the smoking that stuff now. It's right. It's them. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that's the so, crazy thing. So, you know, just talking about getting involved with your politicians and whatnot. Uh, uh, so in Maryland, it's not a 
criminal offense, mm -hmm. marijuana, right? And D.C. is totally legal, recreational use mm -hmm. and uh, medicinal. But in Maryland, like I, I got a bunch of friends who caught charges, like simple possession charges. Mm -hmm. And once you have a simple possession charge, it's hard to find a job. You know what I'm saying? Because bounds will run your background, whatever. Right. And they'll just that just gives them a reason to be institutionally racist and say, I don't want to have him at my job at my workforce because yeah, they got yeah, they at home and they got a bong smoking them down. So right. <laughs> so one thing that's happening that we need to get going on here in Maryland and in D.C. is it's expungement. The records for possession, even records for uh, intent to distribute marijuana, they need to be totally expunged. I agree. And Bama's records restored whole, you know what I'm saying? I know uh, San Francisco, I think, is starting to expunge possession and distribution records. And I think another, like, Northern California uh, city or uh, maybe in Oregon. So I, I think, honestly, we did that. That alone would just, I mean, so many people would come home or have better opportunities. A lot of the stuff that we go through as black men, I mean, it is systemic, you know what I mean? There's a system in place that puts us in precarious situations and a lot of times, and we, I said, thankfully, uh, me and Logan, we are, um, we've been able to kind of fight through that system. You know, like he has a corporate job, I have a corporate job, you know, um, but not a lot of people like us that look like us are in these same seats you know what i mean so yeah it's yeah, just yeah, like we're there we're here by the grace of god you know what i mean but again, like, like i said man it's, it's hard for me because in the 40 man department there's there's two black men you know what i'm saying it's it doesn't make any sense that's why it goes back to just keep raising right you know like again like with with the whole the good example of like you um you have like president obama our kids see black men in these roles and the one thing i said in the two podcast episodes again is that I think that our kids are the most tolerant and accepting um, generation ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, kids, kids are naturally like that. It's just their parents and what they learn. But I just think they're even now they're kind of bucking against their parents because I think we're we're I think we're beating in their heads being um, diversity. You know what I mean? Being being tolerant and accepting of all all classes and races. And I mean, you're going to still have your your one offs. You know, yeah. like somewhere in. Uh, Mississippi or somewhere like it's like um, um and I mean I just probably hope for you guys too but it's just it's harder you know what I mean but like think hopefully twenty years from now like the the narrative is much different like that's what I, I really hope that I really hope that our kids get to see another minority as a president I hope they actually see a woman as a president because again again this is showing that the whole American spirit of you can be who you want to be you can do what you want to do you yeah. know what I mean and again and you can do that outside of your color, you know what I mean? Like there should be more black CEOs, there should be more black presidents, there should be more black leaders, there should be, and it, should, it, should, it should be the spectrum, I mean, just like we have all these shades, the shades at the top shouldn't get lighter as high as we climb. Yeah, and I, I think one thing that will help out is social media. Um, I know social media is a platform, can be a platform for, for hate and whatnot, but it's also a platform for waking people up. Um, you know, black people have always told the authorities and white people that the police don't treat us right. They shoot us, they beat us, and thank goodness for Facebook Live and for being able to record stuff on your phone and the stuff ending up on Fox News and CNN, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, it's out there for the mass, the masses to see this is what's happening and just imagine what was going on 20, 30, 40 years ago. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's unbelievable. That's one thing that kind of blows me too is even though we have the capability of getting that those that imagery out what blows me is just what, what we do with it you know it's, it's bringing it's bringing it to light about what people what minorities are going through like with police brutality and things like that but then when you see these cops continue to not get penalized right. for it you know they they end up getting dismissed but then with pay with or, pay, or right. things like that and this it, it, it still boggles my mind like it still boggles like i think the last though was philandro or like Philandro Castile, yeah. how they um, deemed that the um, the cop didn't do anything, and so he was he, you know he was able to walk free, right. but then he was fired the next day for like gross negligence. Right. <laughs> so how did the job say that? No, oh, champ, champ, you gotta go. <laughs> but the judicial system said, nah, you good. You know what I mean? It's just like it's, it's crazy. That's the thing. Like it's going to take a very independent um, leadership 
to yeah. kind of just wash away yeah. um, what we have like and, in the and then again there there you are Kanye and you know what I'm saying it, it starts locally mm-hmm. so yeah so just like you know the Mike Brown situation Ferguson um, you know most of the population of Ferguson was African American but the majority of the council was Caucasian police chief was Caucasian and that's where you got to start with your grassroots and being involved in community running for office here and there so that you can make these changes and you can hold officials accountable. Exactly. The people who represent us should, should actually be from the sample size of who they represent. A lot of a lot of these people in these power, these, these positions of power, they don't represent me. Like if you think about this, the, the Supreme Court, none of those cats represent me. Right. You know, they're old, old, white, old white men mm. or women who have strict conservative views. You know what I mean? Like again, like when President Obama was trying to kind of weed those people out and try to make it a little bit more progressive, what happened? The other side stopped it. Like, nah, it's not going down. Right. So until we get till we do that, again again, it starts locally, we we're gonna still have these issues. But again, I mean, I I'm a I'm an optimist that things are kinda on the up. We just need to get rid of this dude yeah. that we got going on right now. Yeah. And it's crazy you look at that group, um, Antifa or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're they're mostly Caucasians and they're they're totally on the side of Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. they're fighting against the, the, the system and the man. And I'm not I'm not a part of Antifa, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I, and I think you can attribute uh, attribute their rise to social media and being woke. Absolutely. It's a cool thing. We're going to be ready to wrap up next week. We're actually going to talk about in a, in our next podcast, like has has the word woke gone too far? So I like the fact that uh, Logan has said woke a couple of times. I do consider myself to be woke, but um, I do feel that people are starting to misinterpret that word um, to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, like I said, just back to Black Fatherhood and all this, thank you. Again, I, I can't say thank you enough. Thank you for being a great example. Shout out to all the Black Fathers, all the Black Godfathers, the Black uh, teachers, anyone who's Black. You know, Issa Rae, uh, when she was on the red carpet, said, yo, I'm rooting for anyone who's Black. So, right. hey, I'm, I'm rooting for anyone who's Black all day. Um, moving on, um, this is my one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, it's probably, this, this one's probably gonna be a little special because uh, Logan, <laughs> Logan Matthews doesn't listen to a lot of uh, music that I listen to, but it's, it's all about Pastor Ox. So, I mean, what, do you, what have you been listening to lately? What's, well, what, what do you, what's been in your... Well, first, I, I gotta address that, you know what I'm saying? I grew up straight hip-hop head, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to my man, uh, Legato Price, you know what I'm saying? Who's a good area rapper, underground and whatnot. But uh, yeah, put me on to the underground and the, and the positive rap, the... Uh, motivational stuff so you know back then i was listening to a lot of wu-tang you know wu-tang raised me um boot camp click you know uh yuck mouth uh i i i wasn't gonna mention yuck mouth you know i used to listen to a lot of yuck but um you know I, in my spiritual walk i i, I came to a reckoning with hip-hop i think you know what I'm saying I, I took off work and i was uh it was like around three or four when the kids would be out of school listening to the radio whatnot and the stuff that pgc and kys was playing i was like man this, this really isn't meant for the youth, you know what I'm saying, to hear. But, you know, they were playing at three and four o'clock. And I mean, I just wish there was more positive rap. I appreciate Kendrick Lamar and whatnot, but for every positive song that may get played on air, there's two dozen uh, songs talking about bitches and hoes. So I, I think, you know, there are a lot of weak-minded individuals or people who, whose minds and conscience haven't developed yet. Mm-hmm. And I think listening to a lot of this Stuff, bitches and hoes, shoot a nigga up, kill a nigga, that stuff. I don't think it's 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 the right way to go. Um, I think it can influence a person in, in the wrong way. So I've, I've distanced myself from uh, that aspect of hip hop. But you know what I'm saying? I listen, I take my son, I drive my son around a lot and it's, it's pop. I listen to a lot of the pop stations, whatever, top 40. And even some of those, I have to turn those down from time to time. So I listen to a lot of religious music, um, call it what it is, it's black and white. I'm from the uh, southwest part of the country, so I've got some uh, Al Dean, some Darius Rucker, some uh, Kenny Chesney in the playlist. Okay. And uh, I like country music. And Florida Line? Florida Georgia Line, they all right. They, um, they, they, they got a sacrilegious song called uh, Holy, 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 Holy. So okay. <laughs> I don't bang with that joint. But um, yeah, and Electric Blues is cool. There's a dude named uh, Marcus King, Marcus King Bang. Y'all should check him out. That's, that's the ox. That's the past the ox, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I would say lately what I've been listening to for sure. And again, I, res- I respect Logan's views uh, wholeheartedly because um, I'm, I'm the same way. So to a certain extent. Wait, wait, wait. I do bang with the uh, the weekend Kendrick Lamar Black Panther joint. 
Yeah, soundtrack me. I got that on loop. Soundtrack was dope. Yeah, so. But for me, I would say lately is J. Cole's album. And it's funny, we're going to talk about that next week, too. Um, why why you guys hate J. Cole so much? I, I don't get it. Like, that brother, like, I, I, I recommend um, that you do listen to J. Cole. Get the clean version. You know what I mean? Like, this, you know, they have edited music. Get the clean version. I guarantee you, if you listen to um, J. Cole's um, new album, KLD, I, this is this is homework for you. I want you to to listen to the clean version of J Cole's KLD. It's too much work to find a clean version. Oh, of I mean, if you have an Apple device, I don't have an Apple device. <laughs> well, um, I know someone in your household has an Apple device. If they subscribe to Apple Music, you can find a clean version just in later than five seconds. But where, listen, where, where can I find a clean version of your school, podcast? Huh? <laughs> the pod, that will never be a clean version of this podcast, unfortunately. I think but, this is the cleanest edition yet. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm really watching my words. Like you guys, me, I know my girls be mad proud of me. Um, but definitely the clean version of KOD. Um, like J. Cole was spitting that real spill all throughout that album. Um, and then also, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, rapper. He's West Coast based, Nipsey Hustle. Um, but Victory Lap. I guarantee you that same vibe that uh, Price is on, they're on that vibe too. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they use a lot of profanity, but I mean, it's also based on, I think when people curse a lot of times, I would say about 50% of that is choice and 50% is how they were reared up. You know what I mean? It's not just cursing though. It's, it's fuck this bitch just all on her They're face. not on that. That's what I'm saying. That's They're not on that. So that's what I'm saying. There are people like people. Well, that's, just, that's what I'm saying. For every Nipsey Hussle or Kendrick Lamar song out there, you're going to get Migos and Big Old Booty and, and Cardi, Cardi C. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the thing, the thing with them, I mean, if you think about Migos and all of them, like, and, and again, I know this is going to cause some debate, but I really don't give a fuck. To be honest, like, are we really going to be talking about Migos 20 years from now? Probably not. <laughs> you know, are we going to be talking about the little Uzis and little, the little Yachty's and the little Dickies and all like, probably not. It's, we go through these phases, you know what I Black, Bobby Schmurter. Yeah, we, we go through these phases. Like, we go through these phases. Like, why do you think that Jay-Z is still relevant? Like, after all these years, and that's the thing, when we get in this conversation with music, like, it goes in, it's these phases where... So, so let me pass the aux back to you. What, do you. what do you think about Jay-Z, Kanye West, Beyonce, Rihanna, Illuminati, devil <laughs> music? Um, do I agree that some of the music industry is, um, what's the word, is, I don't want to say inspired by the devil. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but do I feel that there are dark overtones? There's dark overtones in almost everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we live in a, we there's spiritual, in this room right now, there's spiritual warfare yeah. going on right now, right? You guys don't see it, but I, I got my angel wearing out this demon right now. He's whooping him. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I got the armor of God on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's whooping him. But I mean, it's, it's battle <laughs> things unseen. It's, it's, it's every, spiritual warfare, man. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? So, but to, just to place it like on just this group of people because they're successful, I don't really, because then you got you got to think about the Taylor Swifts. You got to think about the Ariana Grandes, the the the, the fuck it, the, the yodeling kid from Walmart. He he got he got he got a, he got a record deal. This man was yodeling in Walmart. But what's yodeling about? You know, what I'm saying? that's that's the thing. My, what, what's the message that they're pumping into your head? He was yodeling I, about. I, I see I see people with the beats and everything and the earbuds just piping right to your brain. So uh-uh. so what what message are you continually having piped into your brain now that you know? What I'm saying I, li- I listen to a lot of Christian music, you know what I'm saying? That subconscious Christian thoughts are in my head. And I'm at peace with that, you know what I'm saying? I agree. And, and I, I don't feel bad listening to the Christian radio with my son in the car. Do I feel bad listening to PGC and KOS sometimes? Do I have to turn it down? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the other thing about all that is, um, sorry to mess up your, your podcast, man. Sorry to mess up your segments. But, you know, the, the funny, ironic thing for me, locally the local stations and i know you, you know some people over there in these local stations mm-hmm. is some street corner in southeast would get shot up and they would have a stop the violence a stop the violence campaign you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and they'd, they'd go have a town hall from six to ten but what, what would happen at 10 p.m when they go back to the studio they're back to playing that same old gangster shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying no i agree I, I, you, you saying you agree but this also plays back into the stereotypes you know what, what the media is doing to stereotype yeah, I, I think it's all about practice what you preach. You know what I mean? Like, I for me, my platform is I preach social change. Do I say that I'm the most clean, squeaky clean of the wheels? No, I never will be. You know what I mean? I'm a diamond in the rough. But, you know, like, I'm never, I'm not going to present and project 
that I'm not something I'm not, but I'm also going to have come over the disclaimer, like, don't do what I do. You know, certain things what I do, certain things what I say, you don't have to emulate it. You got it's kind of like it's kind of like cliff notes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, these people, like, back to what your point, you're talking about the radio stations doing these stop the violence things like that. Okay, like baby steps. So, yeah, you're doing this, but you're going back and you might play violent music. Um, but you still, who did you impact during those four hours what you were doing that? You know what I mean? Like, I tried to look at it from that, that perspective. Because, again, with me, like, honestly, when it comes to music, I, lo- I love hip-hop. I love all music. This morning, I, before I was on my way to podcast, I was blasting a gospel song, like, over, repeat, repeat, repeat. Like, just listen to it. Um, nine times a day when I'm driving around, I'm listening to podcasts. To be honest, you know, because I do a podcast, I want to know what everyone else is talking about too. So it is about what you put into your um, your your soul. You got to feed your you got feed your mind something. You know what I mean? But even the music I listen to, that's why I pick like the Jay Z's, the Kendricks, the J Cole's because of what they're talking about. Like there'll never be no little Uzi in my my whip. You know what I'm saying? Like my friends are dead. You know, he sings a song about all my friends are dead. My, my friends are alive, Uzi. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what it goes to that. So I'll say to wrap up the past the ox, like definitely. Cole, J. Cole, KOD, thank you. You already said that you're dropping another album um, this year, so thank you for that. Please keep bringing the narrative to what real music should sound like. Again, we talked about Nipsey a couple uh, episodes ago, but Nipsey's still on repeat too, but KOD has been heavy on repeat. And then um, shout out to Beyonce and uh, her Coachella performance. Uh, I am adopted by the Hive, so she did her damn thing on that too. Um, that's pretty much it though. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up. Again, I wanna say a shout out to my man, uh, Logan Matthews. Um, definitely appreciate you um, taking the time out of your day. Um, he is going to be a special part of the show um, behind the camera, you know what I'm saying? So thank you for agreeing, agreeing to that too. Um, next week, uh, our next episode, I'm gonna be back with my 804 boys. You know, that's been our, our most heavily debated episode ever. Um, so we have a lot of hot topics um, on deck for that. Hope you check us out on YouTube, check us out on SoundCloud, on iTunes, um, and make sure you subscribe. That's the last thing I gotta say. Um, Cause I see the hits, I see the, the numbers, we, we're doing numbers right now, but you gotta subscribe. It takes two seconds. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Welcome. Let me do my thing, let me talk my shit, let me do my dance, let me talk my shit. What's up? Yeah. Uh, I be doing my own thing I be doing my own thing Can't see you cause I got tunnel vision Young nigga just tryna own things Low school me from young Shit I was shown things I was blessed to have king